Hello, and welcome to Mama Moon's Journey. I'm your host, Emily Luna. Today, we are going to be talking about fear of the unknown, how to navigate future unknowns, control and what that looks like for you, and letting go of the rest. So sit back, relax, and prepare to hear the real. Hello, beautiful people, and thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Mama Moon's Journey. It has been quite the past few days, I will say. Um, It's just been a very busy, busy time for me, and so I hope that you're tuning in and finding some time for yourself, uh, whether maybe you're on a drive or just having some, some quiet time to just kind of listen to other podcasts, uh, read a book, or just get some time outside. So thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I really want to focus on talking about fear of the unknown. It's something that I have recently discovered is kind of at the forefront of some of my anxiety um, issues and maybe just some of my like um, social blocks and my um, expressive blocks, I guess, or, or emotional blocks, you could say, where I find myself very fixated on the unknown, things that I don't have enough information on, um, things that I don't know the answer to, or um, fear of scenarios that could happen, but maybe aren't very likely to happen. Um, so I really just wanted to take the time to discuss that and kind of what that's looked like for me and how I've navigated through, um, overcoming the fear of the unknown. So I guess first things first is when we talk about fear of the unknown, it really can be related to any aspect of your life. It can be related to work. It can be related to, you know, family, parenting, relationships, um, maybe any of your own, um, specific chapters of your journey. Like maybe you're in school right now, um, or maybe you're trying to start a new business. Maybe you're a stay at home parent and you just are trying to figure out what the next step is going to be, or, or you're curious, um, what the outcome of some of your efforts are going to be. And so, I really think that this can relate to a number of uh, people, not just parents, not just women. Um, so I'm hoping that this is something that opens a lot of um, doors for you and just helps you kind of dive a little bit deeper into maybe what's going on with your own fear of the unknown. So first, I think what I've noticed is when I think of the unknown, I get very fixated on almost like a cinematic overview of what could happen. And when I say that, I mean, I can play from start to finish a scenario in my head of what could happen. And usually they're worst case scenarios. So um, I'll, I'll give an example. Anyone that has watched This Is Us um, might know or be very familiar with Randall and Beth. Um, they are a power couple in, in the show. Um, really great. I love them. They have great chemistry. 
Um, but they always do this like worst case scenario bit where if one of them is nervous or anxious about something, they will talk it out. So instead of like bottling it up and keeping it in the back of their brain, they will actually like hash it out with each other. So for example, um, the, the daughter that they have, she's, um, dating a boy and he's going off to college and, um, the daughter is, is trying to decide what she wants to do with that relationship. So, um, Randall and Beth being the parents say, okay, worst case scenario, she runs away with him, gets pregnant and doesn't, you know, fulfill any of her aspirations. And then they say, okay, well, here's my worst case scenario. She becomes a stripper and, you know, like all these crazy off the wall, concepts that really aren't, I mean, they could be possible, but are they likely? Probably not. And that's why they are worst case scenarios. So when we talk about fear of the unknown, I think most people tend to go to the worst case scenario. I know I do. And I think that's why it's been a a really big focus for me to overcome it because you can't live life on a worst case scenario basis. Like you can't be expecting the worst all the time and trying to prepare yourself for the worst because nine times out of 10, while you're doing that, you're missing out on the best things that are presently happening. So for me, when I try to navigate future unknowns, I really just remind myself that I don't know the future. I can't see what's going to happen. Yes, I can make educated guesses or I can make, you know, um, un, unbased um, guesses. They can be, you know, concepts that are very accurate and they can be concepts that are probably never going to happen in a million years. But if I recognize that at the beginning, I usually can get over it or just kind of like halt my whole analysis of, you know, what could happen, um, and just, and move forward. So I, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit. So what I mean is like, for me, um, parenting is the forefront of all that I do. I really want to make a good impression on my daughters and be a good pillar for them, um, and support and just, you know, helping them figure out who they want to be in life. Um, so I really focus on like, my parenting style. Um, I focus on some of the, the things that they're going through. Like Layla right now is starting to understand the concept of friendship and she's starting to really, um, and interact a little bit more socially with other kids outside of her immediate family members. Um, so that's been really positive for her, but I also worry that she will pick up habits or behaviors, um, from me or from random people she sees or maybe from her friends that don't align with the things I'm trying to teach her. So um, I really try to focus on her sharing and being nice. I think a lot of parents do this, but um, there are times where other families or other people have different ideas on what that should actually look like. So um, I often worry that her social interactions could go completely haywire. So, you know, instead of focusing on the fact that she's learning all of these great things and she's creating these friendships and and managing these relationships with um, 
new friends, I get really stuck on, well, what if she's not nice? What if she picks up a bad behavior that, you know, someone has has shown her that she's observed? And then I start thinking, well, if she does something rude or she does something mean, she's going to lose friends. And then if she loses her friends, maybe she'll have a really, really bad time socially in school. And like that will lead to depression and, you know, all sorts of things. And I start to spiral into these unknowns and I stop focusing on the good of the situation, which is presently that she is enjoying the process of understanding what friendship can be and what um what she can actually get out of a friendship and and that type of relationship status um and she's learning social skills she's learning how to deal with her emotions she's learning how to uh react to different situations and and she's learning so um those are all great things but because i've gotten so fixated on the fear that i have of the unknowns of the future it's really been kind of challenging to enjoy the good of of this situation. So that's really just a, a probably boring example. Um, but for me as a parent, like her making friends and being social is important. I think that relationship management is important, especially at such a young age. So um, I really just try to reel myself in and remind myself to focus on the current and not focus on what could happen because I don't know and she's not going to know until she actually goes through the motions. So that's kind of a quick overview of how I navigate um, fear of the unknown for future cases. I next want to talk about control. We can only control what we can and we really have to understand what we can control realistically. Um, I think a lot of the times we try to control things that maybe don't fit within our scope um, or maybe we don't have the power to control in our life because there are other variables at work. There are different um, energies involved, different people involved. You know, it really just depends on the situation. But when I say control... I think of how you can manage your reactions to certain situations, how you can self-regulate your emotions, how you can adapt to different um, situations and outcomes, and how you can come to terms with certain situation and outcomes. So um, an example I'll share here is um, and this is more of like a relationship, like a kind of like a marital or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend situation or girlfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever. Um, any intimate type of relationship. I think there's always a fear that our significant other could potentially leave us someday, or maybe they're going to find something better. I, I'm, I think that's something that a lot of people can relate to is there's always someone that is better looking out there, someone that is, you know, funnier, or I don't know, doesn't have as much baggage as you think you have. And, you know, there's, there's so many um, different things you could probably say here. But I think a lot of couples struggle with the fact that they have in the back of their mind, well, what happens if, you know, my husband leaves me? 
for someone else? What if he finds another girl that he finds more attractive than me? You know, I've had three babies or maybe I'm just not in the best shape that I I would like to be or maybe he's getting bored because we've been together for so long. Like those are realistic things I think we you know, have running in the back of our mind, whether we want to admit it or not, it's normal. It's almost healthy to have those things because then you wouldn't really be, um, engaged. You know, you, you'd probably be like, ah, I don't care. Like if it happens, it happens. I don't care. And then that kind of probably leads to other, you know, dissociative patterns or, you know, other issues that you might need to, to dig a little deeper on. But um, back to kind of the the example, um, in my marriage, I really make it a mission to control what I can as far as enjoying the moments that I can presently, having uh, conversations with the voice that I was given. You know, I'm not going to keep quiet over things just to kind of keep the peace. Like if there's something that's on my mind, um, I try to open a dialogue with my husband Um, even if it's uncomfortable, you know, I think that's something that I know I can control. Like even if something's uncomfortable, I can still have a conversation and maybe another control in that type of situation is that I can share my feelings. Like I don't have to keep them bottled up as far as like my actual concerns. If I think my husband is going to be interested in someone else, I could definitely bring that up to him. Um, Some people would be like, oh my gosh, you're crazy. You don't want to put that idea in his head. Or, oh, like you are obsessing about something that's not even happening. But if it's something that's bothering me, why wouldn't I bring it up? Um, Same thing would go for like a parenting situation. If there's something that we disagree on and instead of me bottling in my feelings or not really coming to a resolution and I could just talk it out, that's, um, that's a control. You know, I have that ability and I'm taking ownership of it and I'm doing it and I'm controlling the situation the best that I can. Now, what you cannot control is how other people react and how other people engage with you. So um, those are the type of controls that you don't have. They are controls, but they are not your own. Um, You have to focus on what you can do and and what you input into the situation or um, what you try to get out of the situation, you can, you know, put your own guardrails there. But the control leaves once the ball is in the other person's court or maybe once the situation is out of your hands and it's kind of just up to whatever happens next. So I think that kind of leads into the next idea and like the next um, focal point, which is letting go of everything else. So when you're at the end of kind of all that you could do in a situation, or um, maybe you're at a, a point where you're like, hmm, I'm not sure what the next step is, you might just have to let go of what that is and just go with what comes, you know, just be ready to receive whatever is going to happen. And um, being ready to receive what's going to happen doesn't mean that you're preparing for the that worst case scenario that we talked about a little bit earlier. But it's really just coming to terms with the fact that something is going to happen. Um, it could be good or bad. And whatever 
the outcome is, you are open to receiving it either way. Um, That can be very difficult because letting go of things and just kind of throwing your hands up in the air and letting go of the steering wheel feels very scary. It can feel um, like you have no sense of, of what's going to happen, what should happen. And, you know, that's, that's something that's very challenging to come to terms with. You know, we really want to have control of every aspect of our lives, especially if you're a control freak like me. Um, I like to know what's going to happen, how it's going to happen, when it's going to happen. But, you know, we, we aren't a higher power. We aren't God. We aren't, you know, these all knowing beings that just should, you know, anticipate every, um, particular moment of the future. Like we, we just have to go with the flow sometimes. And as stressful and as scary as it can be, and as it sounds to just let go of everything else, it is also very liberating. Um, I have come to terms with a lot of things in my personal life, um, as far as like relationships and where I want them to go or what I want relationships in my life to look like. Um, I really spent a lot of time in the past few years trying to manipulate, and I don't mean manipulate in a negative sense, but just kind of control. (laughs) That's like one of the themes of the day, but kind of control um, the relationship and how healthy it was. And it honestly led to a lot of pain. It, It led to a lot of discomfort and a lot of disappointment because I was expecting things that probably weren't realistic on the other person's end. Like I was expecting the same input and love and energy and um, work that I was putting into the relationship and I wasn't getting anything back to that level. And so I would come out of whatever it was or whatever situation it was with whoever it was very disappointed. And they may not even know that I was disappointed. Um, It was just something that I was setting up expectations that weren't going to be fulfilled because not everyone operates the way that I do. Not everyone has the same standards that I do. I may think friendships should be um, checked in on a weekly basis. And the person that I'm, you know, having this friendship with might think that, you know, once a month is good. And even though I think once a week is, is the right formula for a friendship, that may not work, you know, like that may not work for the other person that may not work for the overall health of the relationship. You know, forcing things is never a good thing. You can force things and try to make a puzzle piece fit where it doesn't. And in the long run, even if you get it to temporarily fit in there, something is going to expose the cracks and the, the, you know, fit that really doesn't work. So I think when we talk about letting go, that is something you should keep in mind is when you let go of things, when you just allow yourself to receive whatever is going to come next and you keep that open-mindedness, it liberates you to a place where you are no longer worrying about the things that you cannot control. You're no longer creating this fear of things that you have no knowledge of. You're actually creating a safer space for you to adapt and react according to what is best for you and maybe best for 
your own mental and emotional health versus like trying to prepare yourself, which can be very taxing emotionally and mentally. Um, you know, as much as we like to prepare ourselves to rip off a Band-Aid, it's almost better to not know that it's coming because then you're not like anticipating how bad it's going to hurt. And then maybe it doesn't really hurt that bad. Maybe it, it isn't as terrible as you thought it was going to be. But because you were trying to anticipate it, it almost feels worse than it really is. Or maybe the the letdown of um, how it wasn't as painful makes you realize like, oh, wow, I put way more emotion and energy into this when I really didn't need to. So think about that when you are trying to let go of things and when you are learning what you need to let go of. You know, every everyone's different. For me, I have really let go of expectations for other people because yes, I can have my expectations of what I want and what I think people should um, do in my life, but that's also restricting for them. And it's not fair because I wouldn't want someone to hold a very high expectation of me when maybe my abilities are not at that standard yet, or maybe their expectations are not reasonable for the person that I am or the things that I do. So um, just something to keep in mind, like we have to let go so that we can live a healthier life and so that we can also allow other people to live their lives to the best of their abilities and to give the things that they can in a relationship. That is all that I have for this episode of Mama Moon's Journey. Um, I really do appreciate you tuning in once again. Uh, fear of the unknown is is something that I think a lot of people deal with, especially coming out of a pandemic and, you know, maybe still dealing with some of those post-pandemic things, I think it's just important to talk about it because um, let's be honest, not everyone wants to talk about the uncomfortable things. They don't want to talk about the things that make us feel vulnerable But the more that we do that, the more that we talk about things that make us vulnerable, the more that we talk about the fears that we're having, the anxieties that we're having, the more awareness we're bringing to other people that might be experiencing the same things, and the more likely we are to work through those things ourselves. You know, it really is true. If you're having a problem, the first step is admitting that you have a problem. And, you know, um, it's not that having... Uh, you know, fear is a problem in itself. It's really just something that you need to address because you shouldn't live life that way. It's it's healthier to address things as they come and not let them sit and marinate and, you know, whatever negative energy is attached to them. So keep that in mind. Keep your mind healthy, keep your heart strong, and definitely just be open to doing the things and doing the work, no matter how hard or uncomfortable it is, to kind of get to that overall well-being that is right for you.
It's been so nice talking to you once again. So thanks for tuning in to episode 11. I hope to catch you on the next one. And I am very open to um, potential topics or discussions that you might like to hear on the next episode. So if you have not already, please rate and review this podcast on wherever you're listening from and feel free to follow me on Instagram at Mama Moon's Journey. You can always comment or direct message me with any ideas that you might have for the next podcast episode. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and keep being true to yourself.